This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? High Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with a bang. Oh my God, what an episode to come back with. Holy um, shit. We, like, honestly, this is such a perfect one to jump back into. <laughs> it's incredible. A bang on the head, as we will see, uh, <laughs> because there's a lot of uh, comas in this episode. Lot, big, big, big head injury episode, this one. Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> also, a little shout out to you, Karen. A lot of uh, transplant references. Oh my God, <laughs> I was living. <laughs> <laughs> Loved every one of those jokes. I didn't realise how integral the whole uh, organ donation business is to uh, to soap opera plot lines, but I guess it makes sense. It really does. <laughs> Well, as usual, we will start out with our two blurbs in inverted commas. I um, cannot wait to hear the Wikipedia <laughs> take on this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, it's actually quite tame for Wikipedia. Oh, it's very short. True. It's accurate and short. No, <laughs> it's the opposite of what we want. It is both of those things. It is. <laughs> After hitting her head on a door, Jessica dreams that she and her friends are characters in a soap opera. Okay. That is what happens. Oh, they didn't even make anything up. No. (laughs) Or get names wrong or get a pun wrong. Now, I don't know if the title is, if they've got the title right, because the title is so boring unless the pun is going, or, you know, film reference Mm. is going right Mm -hmm. over my head. So according to Wikipedia, which has been wrong before, Mm -hmm. it is just... Search for Liz. Now, I also thought that this was like a nothing title, but actually in (gasps) universe, it does actually work as a pun. If we were living in Sweet Valley and we enjoyed the uh, soap opera Search for Love, we'd be all over this. (laughs) Well spotted. They're making us work for it. (laughs) They really, well, a bit too hard, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So what does Amazon have to say about all this? So Amazon, again, they they tend to keep it short and sweet and this is no different. So it is simply Jessica is knocked unconscious and dreams the group in a soap opera. See more the Wikipedia style with its weird sentence structure. <laughs> Very weird sentence structure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe these are written by AI who even knows. Oh, uh, they probably are. <laughs> yeah. Another job lost in oh, Amazon. Geez. Someone think of the blurb writers. <laughs> Seriously, they're doing God's work out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we begin this, frankly, spoiler alert, amazing episode. This is a top three for sure. Like, I'm just... Oh, I, my, oh God. my God. <laughs> it's perfection. Yes. We begin it at the Casadel Wakefield, 
where Lila and Jessica are on the couch and Lila is weeping over whether Dr. Treadway, he's still there, <laughs> <Sure is. laughs> will save Electra from her coma on mm. Search for Love. There but, we uh, go. <laughs> but Jessica is not moved. No, she is unimpressed by this storyline. Um, yeah, Lila is very affected by this. Jessica is just rolling her eyes. She's like, oh, that's like her third coma this month. Uh, and she kind of runs through all the ways that this character has apparently been put into a coma. But um, but like Lila, Lila's taking it to heart. She's very upset. She She's, you know, upset that this uh, character has been struck down in the prime of her divorce, which is a wonderful line. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as Jess has pointed out, she's been knocked out by a champagne bucket on her wedding day, a stuffed... Oh, Marlin? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, fish. that's like a big fish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I kind of was like, can I read my own notes here? What's going on? <laughs> I in a coma. I don't know what's happening. Um, but anyway, as Jessica is kind of listing off all these ways that uh, that Electra has been knocked unconscious, she kind of trips slightly as she's walking around the kitchen. Um, <gasps> but then at the end uh, declares that no one ever gets knocked into a coma by getting hit by a door. It's all just too far fetched. <gasps> but then the door flies open. And uh, Liz has arrived home, but she whacks Jessica into unconsciousness. <laughs> try saying that three times fast. <laughs> no, try saying it at all. <laughs> well, the screen dissolves in static. And then Jessica comes too, and she is in full 90s American soap, not English soaps, because they look very uh-uh. different. Oh, very. <laughs> full 90s American soap drag and it is a sight to be old it's incredible like a way to just get your audience on board from the get-go this is this is like the first 30 seconds of this episode and straight away I'm just like holy shit yes let's fucking go like Jessica wakes up her hair is huge her jewelry also huge like and gold she's holding a bottle like a huge (laughs) bottle with like a big label that just says poison on it and a gun which is also gold Next to her is a bow, as in a bow and arrow. Yes, just this big, huge archery bow beside her. She's kind of holding all these things, looking really confused. But also, like the outfit she's wearing is that real, like '90s Versace kind of, like yes. a little black tight dress with all this crazy gold, like brocade all over it. It's fucking brilliant. It's bedazzled up oh the wazoo. God. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Jessica ha- stands up, still holding her uh, accoutrements of death. <laughs> her Cluedo board. <laughs> it really is. I'd play that game, Cluedo. Oh my God, 100%. <laughs> she finds the glamorous but lifeless body of Delilah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, Delilah, played by Lila, is uh, prone on the ground. And she's like, Delilah, are you okay? Delilah has an arrow through her head and yeah. her mouth or like her face is like frozen in horror, kind of like her mouth is wide open, like in shock. It's just, it's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> but also Lila is is also dressed to the nines, of course. She's wearing like a silk turban. She's also oh. got a really like garish blue and gold kind of dress on, a fur coat. Like she looks sensational. <laughs> It's full Alexis, Carrington, Colby, etc, etc. It's amazing. It's so good. (laughs) Well, the credits roll and when they end, I was actually hoping for a sec, oh my God, are they going to give us the search for love credits? But no, they don't. Yeah, I had my fingers crossed too, but they blew the budget on these outfits, I would say. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. 
So we cut back to Delilah's wide-eyed corpse and Jessica's like, you know, stop this, stop looking for attention. And then who should enter but a trench-coated detective? Yes, uh, Jessica turns and exclaims because it's Rod, of course. <laughs> she uh, she thought she'd never see him again because uh, Rod, of course, is Todd yes. <laughs> dressed in like a detective like outfit. He's got like a big long <laughs> trench coat on, like it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> but she's amazed that he's here. She says she'd never see him again. She says, "Didn't you go to Kathmandu to find yourself?" <laughs> Todd fantastically goes, "I did, but I wasn't there." <laughs> Just going to say, he is so funny in this episode. Like, his delivery is hilarious. Oh, my God. He's proving that, like, when we saw him in Liz's dream, where he was mm. like, come, come dance with me. And he was really funny in that. But that was no fluke. He's good at comedy. He's so funny. Like, justice for Jeremy Vincent Garrett, honestly. Because they wasted him with, like, Surly Todd. Because he is fucking hilarious. Like, he is so funny in this episode. And it's like, it's not even just the delivery of these stupid lines. It's like his physical comedy is brilliant too. He keeps making all these like abrupt movements and everything is super dramatic. And it's, oh, it's so good. I was so impressed with how funny he was. Same. He's it's like absolutely fantastic all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica asks him what he's doing in her mansion here in Bittersweet oh, Valley. Beautiful. <laughs> So good. <laughs> and uh, Rod reveals that uh, the neighbours reported gunshots. So he's investigating because he is a detective. <laughs> and uh, he sees Delilah and says, she doesn't look so good. <laughs> he's, he's, oh God. I'm just going to keep talking about how funny he is because he keeps yeah. playing everything so seriously. It's that real kind of like Frank Drebin and Police Squad kind yes. of quality. And it's just like, who would have ever thought I'd be comparing him to Leslie Nielsen? Like one of my all-time faves. <laughs> but here we are. I mean, I'm as surprised as you all are, listeners. <laughs> like it is genuinely, it's really funnily written in mm. that sort of Police Squad airplane way. Yes. And it's... Uh, and it's also like really funnily performed. It's just, it's so impressive. I'm so, like, everyone did such a good job. I'm so proud of them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica Wales, who would do such a thing? And Rod goes, You. <laughs> and uh, Jessica's appalled and shocked. And uh, Rod says, It's uh, just a hunch because he's a detective. He knows these things. Uh, but Jessica says she'd never harm her best friend. Yes, she's a little annoying, but she's helped Jessica through three bouts of hysterical blindness and a bad perm. <laughs> And again, like totally seriously, Rod is like, a bad perm. She must be a good friend. <laughs> so uh, Jessica says he can't arrest her because who do all her good works, feeding orphans and visiting prison inmates? And Rod is like, oh, there's something I should be asking you. And there's like, oh, yeah, do you have an alibi? But uh, she does not. No, she explains that she was knocked unconscious by the door. Uh <laughs> And Rod says, well, that's a little far-fetched. Uh, so he's insisting on calling the authorities. But uh, Jessica pleads for 24 hours to crack this case herself and find out who did this. So <laughs> he's very easily persuaded because he's just like, yeah. mm, what's the magic word? <laughs> so when she says, please, he's like, OK, so <laughs> when she just like flounces out. <laughs> and... Uh... He, she, yeah. After she's flounced, he's like, oh, "No, what am I meant to do? I'm left with the stiff." And Lila sits up with the arrow through her head and is like, "Call an ambulance, you fucking idiot!" 
she calls him a moron and then just like drops back down to the ground again because at first when I saw that like Lila was like the corpse I was like oh no we're not going to get Lila doing anything funny but no she'll just pop back up out of her arrow through the head the injury (laughs) tell him to call an ambulance and flop back down again (laughs) and his face is again so funny in this scene oh my god it's great (laughs) well oh that was good it's going to get even better (laughs) because we cut to the hospital we meet Dr. Shredway! I howled when this was revealed because how perfect is that? Like that all along they've been like like dropping in this like Dr. Treadway character in the background and suddenly if it was all just to pay off for this moment I'm fine with that because holy shit Dr. Shredway is inspired <laughs> absolutely inspired uh, also reminded me we only have one more episode with Shred oh no you're right oh god oh we'll be so genuinely sorry to see him go it's not gonna be True. the same without him no well, he's embracing his nurse, Cher, who is, of course, Cheryl, uh, rocking an old school nurse's uniform. And uh, apparently he's loved her since they met when she was in a coma. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's been in love with him uh, ever since her, her near death experience, apparently. <laughs> so these two are mad about each other. And she she insists uh, that he never leave her. And he says he'll be they'll be together till the tides stop tiding, apparently. <laughs> Well, you know, he does. He is a surfer. And speaking <laughs> of surfers, who should come in wheeling a trolley? But Wingnut! Frank's all here. This is so good. Yeah, so Wingnut is like the hospital porter in all these <laughs> scenes. And oh, I was so happy to see him. <laughs> yeah, he's wheeling Delilah. Um, and uh, Shred asks, who's this girlish junior mint? And Wingnut reveals she's the corn nut heir. <laughs> <laughs> And her first husband uh, died in quite unusual fashion. Again, shrieking over here while I was watching this with my headphones in. Because yes, her first husband died when he accidentally donated both his kidneys. (laughs) Don't worry, nobody donated both their kidneys to Karen. She's a one kidney taker. And if they did, I'd never say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh, oh dear. Delicious kidney. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently Lila's second husband swapped his family estate for an iguana ranch in Tijuana. But then Lila was diagnosed with, I guess, something that we both have. (laughs) Yes, she she has pale skin disease. (laughs) <laughs> she's apparently she spent all the cabbage uh, on crack remedies for this uh, condition. <laughs> so Shred is, is struck by this tragic tale and he vows to save. He says, uh, I'll save you, my beautiful wilted Wilma. Before oh. uh, nurse Cher signs. Mm, yes, she's looking jealously on in the background. Well, mm-hmm. we cut to a familiar looking cafe where Liz is just all I can say is Barbara Stanwyck waitress oh my god oh my god <laughs> like she is again so fucking funny in this and like Liz doesn't get an opportunity to be funny all that much so I'm so glad she got to just be the campiest bad <laughs> girl bad girl in this it's so good so yeah it's Liz in like like a diner waitress uniform but it's it's a very very low cut diner waitress <laughs> yeah. uniform there's like there's a fan just sitting on the counter that she's just like being like her hair is just like blowing in the wind it's all like super dramatic for absolutely no reason other than it's amazing 
Well, she goes over to Rod and asks him what brings him to the Gloom Beach Cafe. Oh, these name changes. I'm just obsessed. It's so good. I mean, I know I keep banging on about watching Riverdale, but they do this all the time. Like, people go to... The, uh, there's a Glamour J egg collection. They're at Florence College. <laughs> have the time of their lives. And I oh. love to see that this was going on back in Sweet Valley in the day. Back goes. in the day. Honestly, Sweet Valley walked so Riverdale could run it. Oh, out. 100%. <laughs> um, so she offers them a cup of joe. But Rod <laughs> says, no, I'll just have coffee. So fucking Frank Trevin. I love it. He is a serious detective trying to get some work done here. <laughs> well, uh, there was this waitress uh, reveals her her backstory, which is slightly insane, a little bit racist, possibly mm-hmm. at the beginning, which is the sour note of this episode. Oh yeah, uh, she kind of walks away. She's like popping gum as well the whole time. Oh, of she's course, there, just she like yes. giving maximum like sassiness. It's wonderful. So she kind of like str- strides away from him anyway as she's poured his coffee. But uh, he just like he goes after her, and again like he's he's just so physically funny in this because he's just like nearly on top of her, but just like clearly smitten already. <laughs> yeah. Um, wants her um, to tell him about herself. So she says she's from the wrong side of the tracks. And apparently after a mix up at the hospital, she went home with some chic uh, and was part of his harem, as she puts yes. it. And I was just like, oh, oh, what is going on there? Then that's like, it even make sense. No, it makes no sense at all. I wasn't even sure if she means like after an accident or like yeah. at birth. When when are we talking here exactly? <laughs> no. This is very confusing. Uh, this is then interspersed with uh, with Rod picking up like salt shakers and going, boy, these sugar shakers are small and like, I don't know, going to put it into his coffee or something. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she then reveals that she stowed away on a cruise ship, uh, hustling people for sh- at a shuffleboard uh, and landed on these shores just yesterday. So then Rod, again, entirely seriously, is like, let me guess, you're new in town. She's just like, how did you know? <laughs> and he says, it's my job. I'm a detective. Like, this is basically his catchphrase, I think, in this episode is, it's my job. I'm a detective when he states something incredibly obvious. It's so funny. <laughs> Well, Liz uh, asks if she's work if he's working on any big cases, and he's like, oh, "No, I don't think so." But then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking for an attempted murderer because somebody tried to kill Delilah Fowler." And Liz literally grabs him by the lapels and is all like, "What do you mean tried?" Oh my god! Yeah, she's like, she's basically like hauled him over the counter <laughs> at this point, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I mean, you know, pleased to meet you." She then introduces herself finally. <laughs> <laughs> Low down Liz Wakefield. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he introduces himself as Rod Vermin. Yay! King hell, these names just I, I'm weak. <laughs> and then he's like, Wakefield, you've got the same name as my prime suspect, Jessica. And there's hilarious he goes, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so Rod is like, any relation? And she's like, no, no relation at all. And there's a thing where she's like turned away from him while she's saying this and like looking off into the distance because everyone is just operating at maximum capacity. Oh, it's full smell the fart. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Drake Ramore, Joey Trubiani acting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, we cut to Jessica coming home to her husband, Winslow. Oh my God. 
<laughs> I just love when Winston gets to put on a little outfit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two in this episode, spoiler alert. I'm so excited. So yeah, she comes in. She's like, Winslow, darling husband. Uh, and it's Winston in a suit. Uh, so she reveals that Delilah is in a coma. <laughs> and um, Winston goes, really? All excited. And then goes, I mean, really? <laughs> this is kind of his thing all the way through this because Jessica then reveals that she's the prime suspect. And again, he goes, really? I mean, really? <laughs> so uh, she apparently only has 24 hours to solve the crime or she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail. And again, he's like, really? I mean, Really? <laughs> and he gets happier with every first really as it goes on. Like by the end, he's sort of like, really? <laughs> I mean, really? Ooh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's about to kind of run out the door again. And he's just like, oh, wait, did you do it? <laughs> again, like the line delivery is fucking great. Um, and Jessica insists that she would never hurt Delilah, even if she is a little annoying. And she's like, well, you know, at least I don't think I did. And then again, explains that the door hit her head. Uh, it knocked her unconscious. And he's like, yeah. And I'm the manager of a shoddy burger joint. <laughs> I mean, I'm very telling he doesn't say, and just high school students. Exactly. <laughs> I guess in this parallel universe, they're all playing the actors' actual ages of being in their 20s. Um, yes, I think maybe that's yeah. it. <laughs> so she bids him farewell and says that every moment away from him will be an eternity and that she blows her nose on his hanky, which he pops back <laughs> in his pocket and tells him, don't forget to fax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just like, okay, yeah, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut to Nurse Cher and she's in the gloom beach with Rod. And uh, we begin with her just addressing the camera saying, I used to be a coma girl too. Calm, cool, quiet, vacant stare. Dr. Shredway couldn't resist her, but now he's traded her in. Yeah, apparently the first head injury case that crossed his path is all that it took. So she's lamenting the fact now that, that she's not in a coma at all. And she's like, maybe if I could get into a coma again. And she like picks up, she's holding a coffee cup and she's like smashes it on her head and goes, am I still awake? And then we cut to Rod, who was interviewing her. And he's like, yeah. is this a trick question? Because <laughs> he's just has no idea what's going on at any point, basically. <laughs> and Cher is like, darn. <laughs> But in the background, <laughs> behind Rod, we see bad girl Enid. Oh my God. So Enid is dressed as a biker, like full leathers. She oh. looks so good. <laughs> Her baker boy hat in the leather. It's, it's leather. Like- it's studded. It's full Enid, but she's bad now. And it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> The hat is basically what Marlon Brando wears in the wild one. It's just astonishing. And she's wearing like a leather bra and leather or sort of bra top and Mm -hmm. leather trousers and a huge leather jacket as well. Like she's just all leather and dark lipstick and it's wonderful. She is pulling that outfit off. Oh, she fully is. Like, she looks <laughs> fucking unreal. Like, that's the thing. But she's in the background trying to get Todd's att- or Rod's attention. Uh, and she keeps going, Psst, as he's like talking to Cher. And he's just like, do you hear something? Because <laughs> again, completely oblivious. Um, but yeah, it gets to the point where uh, he clearly doesn't realise she's trying to get his attention. So she just stomps over, <laughs> like hauls him bodily out of the booth. There's a lot of like oh. women manhandling men in this episode, yeah. which is very entertaining. <laughs> 
That's when we see her full outfit in all its glory. That's the thing I was just about to say, because my notes here just say, holy shit, she looks incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Enid, or should should we say Andorra? Because we find out later on that is her name. Um, I wasn't sure if it was like the subtitles getting it slightly wrong, because is it meant to be like Endora, that she's a bit like Enid and Endora? Or is it Andorra like the country? Because everyone's name is kind of like their actual name. Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. But maybe it is Endora, like in Bewitched. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. (laughs) But I think my brain just saw the subtitles and was like, okay, Andorra, tiny little Pyrenean kingdom. (laughs) We're running with it. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's a Santa Dora shout out. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and Endora um, says that uh, she heard that Rod was working on the Delilah Fowler case and she's got the skinny on Jessica. And that skinny is that Jessica has an identical evil twin. <laughs> it's so funny. Because okay, she's just like, a twin. And he's like, what? She's like, an identical evil twin. And all the time that they're having this conversation, Liz is like lurking in the background and kind of moving over and back, <laughs> just trying to hear what's going on. It's just everyone is just doing such a good job. Because <laughs> then when he finds this out, Rod is like, so what does her identical evil twin look like? <laughs> And Enid hilariously is just doing sort of a sort of up face and like gesturing her head towards Liz. And it's like, and Rod is like, oh, have you, Dora, have you hurt yourself in another barroom brawl? So Enid just growls in frustration and stomps off. Oh my God. Yes. So then Liz uh, is straight over to him and she's like, oh, what was that all about? Uh, and Rod reveals to her that he's just found out Jessica Wakefield has an identical evil twin and then scoffs and he's like, like, that's important to the case. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz, again, a great performance, just looks hilariously like, oh shit, but then like, oh, okay, I'm getting away with this because <laughs> Rod's stupidity will not uh, will not damage her, uh, her blush. Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> cut to the hospital. Where Winslow asks Dr. Shredway for some time with Delilah. And uh, Dr. Shredway says, No problemo, Winston. The name's Winslow, snaps Winston. Oh my God, this is such a good joke. Like, it's literally the only time in the entire series that Shred has called Winston by his actual name. And it's in a dream sequence when it's not his name. Like, that is such a good fucking joke. So good. (laughs) Seriously. Like, this is properly great writing. It really this is. Like, I'm sorry. Preposterous episode. <laughs> I know. They were saving all the good stuff for a mad soap <laughs> opera episode. Clearly. <laughs> so, Winslow goes into the private uh, room. Um, by the way, I'm just realizing there's she demands a private room later, yeah. but she is in a private room. It's just she her. Yeah. Um, but uh, Delilah still unconscious, mm-hmm. uh, with her eyes wide open, sort of mm-hmm. add to the ridiculous comic <laughs> effect. And uh, he, he says, oh, my poor sweet Delilah. But then his manner changes. <laughs> he grabs her shoulders and just starts shaking the shit out of her. <laughs> and he starts demanding, he says, what did you do with those compromising pictures of us? Apparently <gasps> she used them to blackmail him uh, so she could steal his millions. And again, <gasps> just like shaking her between every word. <laughs> like, oh god it's very funny but like she is being properly like 
horse around yeah. bit. But then Nurse Cher comes in and she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? This is a healing ward. How dare you? Have you no shame? And he just turns to her and he's like, no. <laughs> and he just barges past her. And he, then- kind of, he does kind of shove Cheryl out of the way as he leaves. But like my, my notes here were just like, uh-oh. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> he, we have we have established that he's hot when he's angry. Turns out he's hot when he's mean as well. <laughs> he is wearing a suit as well. Oh, it's, it's doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nurse shares says, "Oh, poor attempted murder victim," and then she gets into the shaking action. exact same thing just grabs her by the shoulders shakes the shit out of her and she's like you'll never get dr shredway he's mine mine do you hear me <laughs> oh god so then jessica comes in wearing a giant feathery hat and it's like what's going on and Cheryl's like oh I'm just waking her up uh, she needs to take her sleeping pills and uh, she runs away <laughs> It's so good. So Jessica tells Delilah that she has to wake up and tell the world the truth because mm. she knows how bad Jessica looks in prison stripes. But then Delilah <laughs> flatlines. Oh no. Yeah. So Jessica is basically just standing over a flatlining Delilah, which doesn't look great. Um, because yeah, Rod runs in uh, and he's like, Jessica, you murdering double crossing fugitive. <laughs> he kind of takes a beat and he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> But he's clearly ready for action because he says, Booker Mano. Oh my <laughs> God. Every single introduction is just up notch. So, on this little dragonish note, Maddie runs in going, Somebody's in trouble. Oh God, it's so funny. Like, because yeah, Manny is fully just like dressed up like a cop and yeah, runs in with this really silly sing song. He's so into trouble and handcuffs Jessica. She's like, I'm innocent. But um, yeah, Rod just says, tell it to your cellmate. You're under arrest. And it does this really dramatic like close up pan to his face. And it's just, everything is just so dialed up and so fun. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, we cut to the jail where Enid asks what kind of correctional institution Mano is running because she ordered her dinner an hour ago. And then uh, Mano struts in and he's got quite a platter. He does. He's holding a tray with like a full like lobster dinner on it. (laughs) So he comes into the cell, puts it on the table and he's like, sorry, I was out catching attempted murderers. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) She's very brusque with him. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But uh, yeah, she sits down to her lobster feast. (laughs) And um, she asks, who wrote I love you with lemon butter? Uh, because Mano, you know, can't resist a romantic moment. But uh, Eden says, oh, that's so sweet. Touch your my food again and you're a dead Mano. Oh, my God. She's so mean. And she like spits and everything. And she's this too. <laughs> like she's so cross. But he just does this like dreamy sigh because he's just a smitten kitten. And it's so good. <laughs> then Jessica asks about her dinner and Mano, Mano throws her a bologna sandwich, which barely <laughs> looks like a sandwich at all. I think he takes it out of his pocket and everything. Yeah. It's just- just it's so like unceremonious. It's great. <laughs> well, uh, she asks if she could have lobster, and he's like, "Sure, for your last meal." <laughs> and uh, then he needs a laugh, and he just strolls out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So Jessica tells Enid that she, or I mean, Endora, mm. that she never hurt Delilah. And Enid says, stop your squawking. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, she says she's got a hunch that it was her evil twin sister. And uh, this is the first Jessica has heard of this. So she's aghast. She's like, I have an evil twin sister. Um, And yeah, Endora reveals that they met a long time ago on the wrong side of the tracks. Apparently she's real tough on this. She's got a, a rap sheet a mile long. Murder, attempted murder. Parking in a handicap spot. <laughs> just, you know, all the terrible things that people do. I mean, the last one should be up there. So I say, fair enough. I think she I should, that should be on a rap sheet. It's meant as a joke, but I'm like, yeah, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Jessica hilariously is all enthusiastic. It's like she's always wanted a sister, someone to play with, share secrets, don- donate organs. Wonderful. I love it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Enid, I keep calling her Enid, but she is Endora. Uh, yeah. She's just uh, rolling her eyes. She's like, oh God, I've got to get out of here. Next thing you'll be telling me a bunch of boring family stories, which again, wonderful fallback yeah. to Enid in the real series. But yeah, she decides she's going to tunnel her way out. And that's that's her plan now. <laughs> well, Jessica doesn't pay much attention to this because she's just in a reverie. She can't mm-hmm. believe she has an identical twin sister and says, I wonder what she looks like. And that joke does not get old. I'm surprised <laughs> to say. It's so good. I love it every time. <laughs> well, we cut to Liz. She's blowing gum as she enters the uh, boudoir of Winslow, who's on the phone telling his bank to cash in his dear wife's stock and put it in his Swiss bank account because <laughs> she won't need it where she's going. And uh, we see he's in quite an ensemble. Yeah, another little outfit, hooray. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know if he's meant to be on a treadmill or something. Yes, he kind of looks yeah. like he's just hopping in place, like they just didn't have enough money for a treadmill. <laughs> so he's kind of just doing a little jumpy walk on the oh, spot. But he's, uh, he's in a wonderful uh, like shell suit, track suit. It's kind of purple and blue. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's astonishing. <laughs> I love it. But when he sees Liz and her bubble gum, he's like, oh, and says, aren't you supposed to be in jail? Um, but she grabs him and kisses him. And he's like, hey, you're not Jessica. <laughs> he also has her gum in his mouth. Now, oh, yeah. which again, oh. all, always a funny side gag. Um, but yeah, when he when he, you know, says the obvious that clearly she's not Jessica. Liz then says, no, I'm Tom Cruise in one of my Mission Impossible masks. And he kind of like, he puts his hand up to her face and kind of like pulls her cheek. So she just like swats him away in annoyance. But it's just, again, everybody is so fucking funny. <laughs> so funny. Uh, including when Liz reveals she's not Jessica. She's low down Liz, his wife's evil twin. <laughs> Yeah, she says that she's here to warn him about Jessica. Apparently she's she's even more evil than I am. Uh, apparently she tried to kill Delilah and she'll try to kill you too. Um, but yeah, but Winslow is, uh, is no talking to him because he is completely smitten. Love at first sight. He's like, Liz, I don't care how low down you are. I'm hopelessly in love with you. And she's like, of course you are. I planned it that way. So they have another big smooch and like he like lays her down on the desk and everything oh. My notes here went hot down and then it like fades away to the next scene quite quickly. I mean, it would have to, given, <laughs> given the implication of where that's going. Right? Yeah, so I think they're definitely playing older than 
Oh, 100%. That's anything to go by. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut to the operating theatre and uh, Delilah is uh, is about to be treated by Dr. Shredway mm-hmm. and he asks Nurse Cher for the scalpel, but uh, she doesn't hand him what he's expecting. <laughs> she has like, a comedically huge mallet. <laughs> he just gives her a look and he's like, I said scalpel. <laughs> And then she gives him like a set of garden shears. <laughs> yeah. And again, he's like, what are you doing? But yeah, Nurse Cher has had enough. She says, you're in love with the new coma girl, aren't you? Um, so he tells her to get a hold of herself, either be professional or get your biffy tood out of my vicinity. Because <laughs> I love that they keep the like surfer talk, even though he's being oh. a serious surgeon. <laughs> oh, God. And she's like, no, I could be a coma girl again. And uh, she hits herself in the head with a bedpan. <laughs> yeah, she kind of drops to the ground and then kind of scrambles back up again. And she's like, "Sorry, I got carried away. It won't happen again." <laughs> so he's like, "Okay, good, scalpel." And this time she just hands him like a really rusty axe, <laughs> and he shakes his head sadly. <laughs> so we cut to the jail where Maddie comes in with a cake he's baked containing a pneumatic drill. Oh my god, this is just like. An enormous jackhammer sticking out of it. And again, wonderful side gag. It's so good. <laughs> so Ada is like, what the fuck? You could have just given me the keys. But Manny quite sensibly, or should I say Mano, he mm. quite sensibly says it has to look like a jailbreak or he'll get into trouble. And uh, and if he, you know, ends up with a slammer himself, what will happen to their love and their dreams of a white picket fence and little Endora and Mano? <laughs> yeah, and a little police dog as well. But uh, this is all news to Endora. She's like, you're freaking me out, Mano. <laughs> so she just starts like jackhammering away at the corner. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mano. Mano is insisting that he's fallen madly in love with her ever since he saw her beat up a motorcycle gang. It's like, every time you're back in jail, I fall deeper and deeper in love. Marry me, please. But Endora can't hear a word of it because she's too busy enjoying how noisy the jackhammer is. And she's uh, like, this baby really rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh God, this is another properly hilarious moment. We cushed a rod in the uh, in the Gloom <laughs> Beach and he's got the gun and he's like... Jessica's a real pro. There's no prints on this gun, but there is a name tag. We see it says property of Liz Evil Twin Wakefield. Oh my God. And again, this is so like naked gun and airplane because he's just like, oh, looky here. A label with a name tag. And Jessica's name is spelled wrong. Everyone knows Jessica isn't spelled with an L. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz is like, you're so smart. <laughs> So uh, Rod points out there is no explanation for the giant footprints that were left at the crime scene. And then we see this tying the lace on her gigantic shoes and says, oh, that must be Bigfoot syndrome. It's common in Alaska. Why don't you search there? Ginormous clown shoe on that she's tying the lace on it's so silly but again he's just like oh pretty and smart you and I would make a great team (laughs) but then he goes wait something's wrong and uh, Liz immediately pulls a gun and Rod is like I ordered a double decaf low-fat cappuccino this is two percent fat and Liz like your number's up and he says okay I'll drink it jeez 
Yeah, but Liz has run out of patience. She's like, enough games. You know that I know that you know it was me. You know I tried to kill Jessica. Of course, Todd is like, huh? What? What's going on? Because he is, of course, completely oblivious and clueless all the way through this. But Liz obviously thinks that he's just putting on a show or something because there's no way he could be this stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she as as she revealed, she tried to kill Jessica, but Delilah got in the way. So Delilah was just collateral damage. Mm. And... Um, yeah, she says it should have been her with the fancy cars, the messy divorces and a corner suite at rehab. But soon Jessica will be on death row and Liz can claim the life that's rightfully mine. Oh Does God. this sound familiar to anybody? Holy shit. Like this is such a brilliant, like this is basically the Margot we wanted on screen. <laughs> it's just a dream sequence in a soap opera, but she is basically Margot. <laughs> She's trying to kill a twin so she can take their life. So perfect. (laughs) It is, Margot. So she says, nobody will stop her now. And Maud is like, so what you're saying is you're out of (laughs) non-fat. Liz is like, goodbye, Rod. And she's ready to uh, pull the trigger. But she's interrupted by Jessica bursting into the gloom beach. And she's like, my long lost separated at birth evil twin sister. And like runs up to Cheryl and hugs her. <laughs> Which I was like, not me, you idiot. Oh, God. So she like turns her around and points her in the direction of Liz. Um, so Jessica gives her a hug and she's like, sis, oh my God. And they, they embrace, well, Jessica embraces Liz at least. And uh, Todd is standing there and he's like, huh, twins, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jessica's like, so what's new? You know, have you met any, how are you doing? Met any cute guys lately? Tell me everything. <laughs> Brilliant. But uh, Endora and Mano are there uh, behind her. So Endora is like, yeah, like how you framed Jessica so you could take her husband and her millions. Uh, and Liz has had enough at this stage. So she's like, OK, I confess I framed you. I almost killed your best friend. I tried to steal your husband and left you to rot in jail. Can you forgive me? And Jessica like takes half a second and she's like, of course, <laughs> which is funny because it is basically the Liz Jess dynamic in the books, just the other way around. Yes. <laughs> No, although she says she'll forgive her, um, Liz said, uh, so you'll get Winslow to spend millions on a crooked defence lawyer to get me off. And Jessica's like, oh, but I will visit you every Sunday in prison. And then says, we can talk about the parents we never had. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) so fucking good. Holy shit. Yeah. So she's like, and we can braid each other's hair and gossip about the inmates. And Liz is like, no, give me death row now. (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica says, sounds like someone needs a nap. Liz growls and lunges for her. But Endorma says, back off, evil twin. You're going to the big house. Oh my God. Yeah. And Mano again is just watching this and he's like, she is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So Rod says, Booker Mano. Um, Now I realise I can't remember what Booker Dado is from. It was Hawaii Five-0. Oh, it's Hawaii Five-0, not Um, I knew it was some sort of vintage cop thing. Something, (laughs) yeah. Well, we cut to the hospital where Delilah wakes up in a satin turban and glittering white robe. She's giving full Joan Collins. It's such a fucking good outfit. Like, yes, fully. Everything is white and bejeweled and bedazzled. And it's just a stunning look. So she wakes up and she's like, where am I? Who are you? And uh, Dr. Shredway is by her bedside and he says, I'm the man who saved your life. 
she kind of looks him up and down and she's like you're my doctor and he goes correct mundo <laughs> <laughs> she looks disgusted she's like get a haircut you freak oh how dare you <laughs> but yeah she starts much like when she was kidnapped starts reeling off her demands she's like i'm hungry where's my chef what's with all this polyester get my valet on the phone right now um, so Shred obviously isn't used to this kind of a reaction from the coma girls that he saves with his uh, magical surgery powers. So he's like, oh, late-tronic to you, Delilah. <laughs> Just leaves. Very disgusted with how this has panned out for mm. him. <laughs> then he finds Wingnush uh, with a new patient. Oh God, poor nurse Cher is on the trolley. So Dr. Shredway's like, oh my God, what happened? And again, she was hit on the head by a door. So Dr. Shredway says he'll take care of her. He'll never leave her for a coma girl again. And as she's about to be wheeled away, Cheryl just like smiles, even though she's meant to be young. <laughs> she's so like, whatever she's gotten up to, she's gotten her man back. <laughs> well, Lila follows after them, demanding medical attention, starting with the private room that she was in. one, But anyway, mm. uh, so Shred is like, yes, Move her to calls back to Wingnut. Move her to her sh- uh, private room. And Wingnut sniggers. Oh, you mean the padded one? <laughs> um, and Delilah says she's not convinced by uh, by Cher's injury and says, Deli- um, hit by a door? That sounds very far-fetched. And then we cut back to the real casa. <gasps> yes, the static interval kind of pops back up again and yeah and we were back in the casa we're looking at Enid and Cheryl who were like she was hit by a door that's a little far-fetched because that's all anyone says about being hit by a door all the way through this but uh but Jessica wakes up uh and it is funny that she's just been like left on the floor basically this whole time um because she wakes up she looks at Liz and she's like how did you get out of jail for trying to kill Delilah and Liz is like you're groggy do you want some coffee and she's like no especially not from you (laughs) and then Cheryl offers her an ice pack and she's like you are a nurse. Yeah, so Liz tries to tell her, look, you just must have had a bad dream or something. And of course, Enid straight away is in with the, the relation stories. She's like, oh, my aunt Endora had bad dreams. Uh, apparently she was the one who went to jail for beating up the motorcycle gang. So Jessica's like, oh my God, it wasn't a dream. Get away from me, all of you. <laughs> so then Lila comes in and she's like, oh good, you're up. You just missed the best episode of Generic Hospital. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so Jessica embraces her and said she was so worried. And uh, Lila's like, oh, I'm fine. Um, and she points out, oh, it's so funny that, you know, you were doubting the realism of search for love when you yourself gets knocked out by a door. And then watch it happen with the entrance of of Todd, not Rod. Actual, actual Todd, yeah. So the door opens and knocks Lila out this time. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> and everyone looks worried. And that's the end. Oh god. <laughs> it what was a so episode. Good. I oh. fucking loved that so much. Everybody looked amazing. And I think this might be the first time in a while we've actually had like the entire cast. Like nobody <gasps> was missing, I don't think. You are right. Yeah, mm. all the main characters are in it. Yeah. And uh, on top form as well. Oh my God. Like everybody got such a great like chance to be properly funny and silly and everyone just did fucking brilliant. Like they were all so good. It's definitely the funniest episode because like it's the gag rate is it's ridiculous, but mm. it's really consistent. And again, the performances are incredible. So it's just an absolute delight. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm just, I'm so pleased that Todd actually got to be funny because clearly that actor has it in him to be oh. 
that funny and be a good comedic actor, but they just don't let him. It's unfair. But look, this was just such a fucking stellar episode. And like, everyone looked fantastic. Everybody was fantastic. The jokes were so good and proper, like Sweet Valley specific jokes as well within the show, which was just like that, like Shred calling Winston, Winston. The one time his name wasn't oh, Winston. I can't so get over it. Like, that good. is so good. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> just an excellent, excellent gag. Really um, good. Oh, God. That I think we can all respect uh, because we do love the Winston and Shred dynamic. It's so, true. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really sad that we're, I just keep thinking we're not going to see any more. Um, well, we'll see what we get in the, in the next, in the grand mm. finale, but hopefully yeah. it'll be another showcase for the entire cast oh fingers crossed but like what 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 an episode to go out on if it was anybody's last of the series because like that was just so much fun it really was um so pi beta alpha sisters let us and and siblings of all genders Mm. let us know what you thought of uh search for liz did you enjoy it as much as we did do you want to dress as a sort of 90s soap villain uh or hero Share your thoughts with us. You know where we are. Um, we're not really on Twitter anymore. Nah. I haven't even got on my phone. So we <laughs> yeah, were. we're on Blue Sky. <laughs> yeah, we're on Blue Sky. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. Um, you had some thoughts about the last episode. Pippi and Shirley made the very good point about uh, Winston's new empire in Crimes and Cappuccinos. Said, given Winston's idea for a liquid salad bar is really just a smoothie bar, Mm. he truly is an innovative business dude. Very true. Uh, Pipian also had a very good point about the the aspirin that uh, that Winston was offering Cheryl at the start. Because remember, we weren't sure were these going to be caffeine pills because she was absolutely buzzing for the rest oh, of the episode after that. Was. But yes, so Pippi and Shirley maintains that, yes, the aspirin was absolutely <laughs> Winston's little helpers that he uses to get through both school and his job. He got the bottles mixed up and with the cappuccino madness, never noticed that he drugged his friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, I was being very cynical about the... The fact that all the Sweet Valleyans were had their minds blown mm. by uh, by coffee, um, seeing as my extensive American first-hand experience of yes, being a young trip. person in America, <laughs> my field trip in 1997, I did work at a coffee shop. But Kated said, by 1997, cappuccinos should not have been so novel. But when she herself, she said, when I worked at the fancy coffee stand in South Station in Boston, not far from where we lived, in 1995, after AK, after the first season of Friends, it was such a new concept to a lot of people then that I was constantly having to explain to them that if they wanted a bunch of milk in their drink, they should have ordered a latte because most of them still did not know what a latte was. So there you go. I just assumed all Americans knew these things when I arrived, but clearly it had kind of just happened quite recently. <laughs> it was a learning curve for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did know, because I remember she said there was a chain here that invented the Frappuccino, which got mm. bought by Starbucks, presumably for the Frappuccino rights. And I assumed that Frappuccinos were a long time thing in America. And I was like, well, I guess we just don't have them at home. <laughs> <laughs> I so was like the sweet valiance. There you go. We just kind of assume America are ahead of us on lots of things, but sometimes that's not the case. <laughs> <Very> much not. <laughs> yeah. I did like um Plucky Insolence came up <gasps> with a, a possible plot line for Clueless in Seattle, which was of course the movie that uh that Liz and or no that Jessica and Enid went to see yes. without Liz. So yes, yeah, so so Plucky Insolence's take on this 
on this movie is Enid, an upbeat young woman from Sweet Valley, finds herself in Seattle on a school trip with friends Jessica and Elizabeth. While exploring the city, she hears Manny, a charming barista with a passion for poetry and coffee brewing, reciting a poem at an open mic night in a classic 90s cafe. Jessica discourages Enid from dating someone who was just a barista. But Elizabeth inspires Enid to open up to Manny. Enid's and Manny's <laughs> paths continuously cross throughout Seattle, including a montage with 90s grunge rock. The movie ends in a meeting at the top of the Space Needle, where they declare their love for each other and finally share a first kiss. And, oh. I mean, stunning. No notes. Pippi Ann Shirley, I think, speaks for us all, because she said, I love this with every atom in my body. <laughs> Very fair, yes. As do we. I think Agreed. we would all watch this uh, this rom-com. Definitely. Oh my God. Love it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you everybody for joining us in the clubhouse and for, uh, of course, supporting the show with your Heads Head Stuff Plus <laughs> membership. Um, and uh, thank you to a lot of you who sent me very nice messages Um the reason that our schedule has been a bit fucked recently is because my dad died very suddenly three weeks ago. And as some of you know, because you saw it on social media, um, and uh, the reason that the, the Return of the Evil Twin is being postponed is because it does start with oh uh, Nora standing next to her dad's coffin, um, which, you know, yeah, <laughs> initially it was like, I, don't th- I can't be funny about this now. I'm you know, I, I mean, I could, but there'd be a danger that I would be very much not funny a few minutes later and it'd be very awkward for everybody. So even though my father would very much approve of inappropriate jokes, oh. uh, there's time to place. And I think like a week after his funeral yeah, was no, not, not Not the right time. No, no, no. no nope, nobody would enjoy that. So we are postponing the evil twin until, return of the evil twin, until mm. the new year. But it is sort of all... It's kind of New Year focused. Mm, that's true. It is more of a New Year's Eve book than a Christmas book, really. Yes. So, yeah. So I think we'll we'll still be OK. And anyway, to be fair, it's quite like us to be wildly out of season with stuff anyway. So, so that's no loss either. <laughs> I mean, Sweet Valley time has no meaning. As we know, we went over the course of the mm-hmm. Jeremy books from... <laughs> The height of summer yeah. to Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> like four books. Oh no, was it seven? I can't remember. Oh yeah, the seven part trilogy of five books. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite accurate. I mean, we did do a summer book as our Christmas book one year. That's true. Yeah, look, time has lost meaning in both Sweet Valley and the real world. So who even knows what's going on anymore? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so instead... We are going to have a roundup of our top 10 favourite Sweet Valley moments, uh, book moments, not TV moments, mm. of 2023. So if you want to check your feed to see which books we covered over the course of the year, it's basically everything post Margo up to the yeah. first half of the um, Pop on Wars. Yes, and also No Place to Hide thrown in there too. Oh. Oh, well, how can we forget? <laughs> Hashtag Barbara core. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Style icon, that is Barbara. <laughs> so um, do please share your own top 10 moments. Um, some of you have done so already on Instagram. There's a lot of love for uh, Cookie Monster Werewolf, <laughs> who I hope will be returning to the airwaves. Mm, you never know. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, no. Oh, he's back. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's also, of course, the uh, iconic wedding dress under the truck moment. Oh, um, but we know that there are more mm. sensational scenes that we have discussed over the last 12 months. So um, share your own faves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we will have a lot to talk about. I don't think there's going to be any shortage of <laughs> stupid, crazy, wonderful moments from the 2023 crop of books. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much mad stuff. And to be fair, most of you listeners have way better memories for these kind of things than we do. Because oh. we seem to just forget everything as soon as we've recorded it. <laughs> In one ear, out so the other. Feel free to remind us if we're making any glaring omissions, because I'm sure we are. So like, yeah, do let us know what your favourite moments of madness <laughs> have been from the books this year. Because truly, there have been so many but yeah so that's that's what we're going to be chatting about uh next week and it'll be a lot of fun as we were saying before we started recording we're going to look through our notes and just keep skim through them um all their episode notes for the last year and see which ones have which bits have lots of exclamation marks on them (laughs) because we know they'll be that'll be a doozy that usually does it yeah So thank you again for listening and supporting the show. You are, of course, the wind beneath our wings. And thank you again to everybody who sincerely who sent me lovely messages. It was um, very touching and it really meant a lot. And I very much appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, we will be back in your main feed in one week where we do our top 10 Sweet Mm. Valley moments of 2023. But we will be back in the clubhouse in the new year when we find out what uh, happens. When, I guess, the basketball team decide we might as well jump. Ooh. (laughs) Sure. I mean, why not? I guess. (laughs) I was going to say I'd be happy if someone booted Todd off a cliff. But now, actually, I've, I've changed my mind. You know, this episode has done a lot of work on the old Todd rehab, his image uh, <laughs> beat, because Jesus, he was so funny in this one. He really what credit where credit's due. So uh, I guess we're hoping he won't jump off <laughs> as the uh, Wikipedia says, Jackson's Bluff, where oh, that is. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll find out what happens in 2024. There you go. Something to look forward to. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.